0: The SHSS Podcast, Let's Talk Learning. Today, we welcome a Skibbereen man, Declan McCarthy, founder of the Fiddle Fair and passionate advocate of the arts in Ireland. Um, So to begin, would you mind telling us a small bit about yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm Declan McCarthy. I'm from Skibbereen, grew up in Skibbereen, and I've been um, working in the arts in some shape or form for over 30 years now. Kind of scary. Yeah, I grew up in, my family had a bar in Skibbereen, so I grew up in that and we had some music in the bar. And I guess from that, I developed my love for traditional irish music it's kind of how it started but i never thought i'd have a career in the arts i suppose when i was in school
0: um what's your best memory of your school days
1: finishing probably (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i have lots of good memories of it but again it's uh, geez a long time ago now yeah i liked going to school i didn't love it though i didn't really love it at all i was kind of glad to finish but I guess, um, yeah, some friends, some meeting friends that I still have to this day, I suppose.
0: Um, and what did you do after you finished school?
1: So immediately after I finished school, I went to UCC to do a deg- arts degree, but it didn't really go very well. I didn't last too long there. And then my family bought a second bar in Baltimore. So when I was 20, I started running that bar, which I did for a few years. And then when I was about, I think, 25, I went off to Dublin to the Gaiety School of Acting, did a two-year uh drama course there and then came back to the bar and ran that until we sold it in 2004. So yeah went to UCC but I uh, uh I don't know why I just didn't I think I was very shy at the time so I didn't I found it a bit overwhelming the whole thing and I don't drink I never drank so uh I didn't really socialize much up there so i just found it kind of lonely I think yeah which I guess it can be for some people
0: Um, Do you think careers in the arts are being encouraged enough, especially with the basic income scheme?
1: Yeah, that was a good thing yesterday. I mean, it's still pretty basic, but they are, I think they're being encouraged more in this country than in some countries, but maybe not as much as as they're valued in other countries either. But I do think it's better here in the last few years. I think our president is great, Michael Deeds. um, He's a great advocate of the arts. And I do think during the lockdown, I think... um, The Arts Council have been very supportive of artists and arts organizations. Um, So they are valued here. We're famous around the world for our writers and poets and musicians and stuff. So they are valued. A career in it, it's uh, difficult because it's not a lot of, you won't make a lot of money out of the arts, but um, it's a very rewarding career in other ways. I do think... I remember a friend of mine who runs a festival in Glasgow. We had this chat a couple of years ago, and he said that when he was growing up back in the 80s and 90s, you could afford to live off the dole. For example, you could live at home or live in rent a flat and, and you could uh, work on your craft, be it songwriting or, or poetry or playing a guitar or whatever it was, you could afford to do that. Whereas now for you guys, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to do nothing else and just live off the dole because rent is so high and the cost of living is so high. And so you need to get a proper job. So you don't have that same amount of time maybe to dedicate to your art. If it's what you want to do, I I think like, yeah, money, money is important, obviously, but it's not the most important thing in your life or certainly if it was, you wouldn't be working in the arts, I think. But it's very rewarding, and if you like doing what you're doing and you make enough to get by then then I, I would encourage anyone to to pursue that career i think
0: and um what would you say your favorite genre of music is?
1: I like all music well, no, I like most music I, but I suppose um traditional and folk music from from anywhere in the world would probably be my favorite but but I like music from the sixties and I like um blues and soul and rock and you know classical anything that's good, I guess. Not Ed Sheeran or something, but, um, <laughs> okay. but I suppose if I had to pick one, it would be traditional music from not just from Ireland. You know, it could be like a lot of Scandinavian music or um, American kind of blues and bluegrass kind of music. So
0: And tell us about the Fiddle Fair. What inspired you to start the festival?
1: Fiddle Fair is the best festival in Ireland. Uh, <laughs> So like I said, we ran a bar in 1992. I heard that Nigel Kennedy, who was a famous classical violinist, I heard he was on holidays over here somewhere near Kilty. He was kind of huge at the time. So I thought it would be great to get him to come and play in the bar. But realistically, it wasn't going to happen. But maybe it might happen if we came up with some festival idea. That's kind of the original idea. So I thought, what about if we have a fiddle festival? We have different fiddle and violin players. And so then I wrote a letter that was like way before, I'll tell you how old I am now, before email and stuff. I wrote a letter to his agent in London um, telling him that we're having this festival and would love him to come. And I got a reply back saying, thanks very much. Um, unfortunately, Nigel won't be able to come this time, but best of luck. So that was how the festival started, I guess. And then it gradually grew. It was like local musicians from from West Cork and Cork City. And it developed, so it became a week. And then it became 10 days of concerts in the bar. The bar is a bit like the bar is here in Klan. You know, it's like a small enough room with 100, 120 people with a little stage. But we had some great artists there and it got more well known. And then when we sold the bar in 2004, I went traveling for a year and then I thought, it's either what do we do with the festival do we let it go and, and just forget about it or do we try and keep it going? So we applied for Arts Council funding then and got some. So again, since then, it's got uh, more well-known and it's kind of what it is today which is four days of concerts all around the village and sessions and workshops and different things and musicians from all over the world have come there and people from all over the world come there every year so it's yeah it's it's. I suppose we like to say that we try and get better every year without getting bigger it's still a small festival and Baltimore's lovely you know setting for it so and uh musicians love going there loads of musicians go there even if they're not performing at it they just so it's kind of yeah, it's a good, good festival. I think I'm very proud of it.
0: Um, it celebrates its thirtieth anniversary this year. Did you expect the longevity of this festival?
1: Definitely not. No. Uh, I suppose any festival that la- when you're starting off, you hope that it lasts a long time. But thirty years is a very long time. Um, no, it's it's. Uh, I think it's the oldest arts festival in West Cork. There's about twelve festivals in West Cork that get funding from the Arts Council and. Um, Fiddle fair is definitely the oldest one of those, which is again a good achievement. I suppose like anything, if you you have to um, evolve change a little bit. If it's the same thing every year, I think people get f- sick of it after a while it'll just die. so we try and add new things to it every couple of years. I, I hope it lasts another 30 years but but who knows you know you're always one bad year away from disaster as well, I suppose. you know if nobody came this year, then you wouldn't be able to do it next year. So you're always, there's always that risk, but it's, but it's, um, it's well established now. And it kind of kicks off the summer season in, in Baltimore, and in West Cork. So, and like I said, we have a very loyal following who come and it's still gonna be, <clears throat> because it's in Baltimore, it can get much bigger, really. It can't, it'll never be the size of, you know, a big, huge, like electric picnic type festival. You know, it'll always be a small festival, which uh, is more sustainable, I think.
0: And are you involved in any other festivals or events?
1: I am. I'm involved in uh, loads (laughs) in Ski Marine Arts Festival, which is another, it's all kinds of art, so it has music and theatre and visual art and uh, poetry and all kinds of stuff. I work at a big festival in Glasgow every year called Celtic Connections. It's the biggest kind of folk, indoor folk festival in the world. It goes on for three weeks in January every year. And then I have worked at lots of other festivals around the country, which is great for me to, it's great to go to other festivals, you get ideas from them. And so I work at a festival in Armagh for a weekend or a weekend in Belfast, a weekend in Doolin and County Clare. I was involved in another festival, this Gibbereen called Cork by Southwest, which was like a, almost like a mini electric picnic type festival with, with different stages in a field and camping and that ran for five years. But unfortunately the it didn't last. It didn't last. So like most festivals <clears throat> are like that one, I suppose, where uh, for various reasons it didn't work out. But I'm still glad we did it, I suppose.
0: And then um, what has been the highlight of your career so far?
1: The highlight of my career, I think, is today, this podcast here in Clonk Hill <laughs> you know. Um, no, I, suppo- I suppose that, that bringing some uh, iconic, world-famous artists to Skipperine. So like we had Patti Smith there a couple of times and I remember... That that was that festival Cork by Southwest. And we had lost a load of money that particular weekend. We didn't have we didn't sell enough tickets. So it, it was like a disaster financially. We didn't have a lot of money, it was just me and two friends of mine. So it meant that we weren't able to pay everybody, or we could only pay everyone percentage of what they were supposed to get paid. And it meant that the festival wasn't going to happen anymore. And that's what it meant, literally. So it was very disappointing on that level. But I do remember standing there really feeling kind of uh proud, I suppose, that we had bought Patty Smith, who's a famous uh, iconic singer, and she was there playing for us in Skibbereen. And we've bought other fame, like we had the Blind Boys of Alabama a couple of years ago in Skibbereen Town Hall. So bringing artists that would never normally come to Skibbereen or even way back in, in the early 90s, be- before the fiddle fair started, there was a show on TV called Bringing It All Back Home. And it was um, about traditional musicians And it was very popular. It was like, like I said, it was 1992 and they did a nationwide tour and it went to um, all the big cities in Ireland. So Dublin and Cork and Galway, Limerick and Waterford and Kilkenny, I think. Um, But I bought it to Baltimore. So Baltimore was the only kind of village on it. Or or the Blind Boys of Alabama, that tour they did last 2019, I think it was. Their European tour was like Dublin, London, Paris, Amsterdam, Stockholm, Madrid, Rome. Skibbereen, you know it's the only town on it um so stuff like that i'd be very proud of i guess yeah that i suppose that would be a career highlight
0: and if you could organize your dream festival who would be your top four artists in the lineup
1: ah that's a tough question now because there's loads um i went to see tom waits one time in uh phoenix park in dublin that was I think the best gig I was ever at. So if he was still alive, I'd bring him. I'd love early Van Morrison or, or like the Beatles when they were going, you know, lots of them are dead now, I suppose, dream artists. But there's so many. There's a great band called Dreamer Circus from Denmark who are like, are amazing. There's so many of them. I'd bring Patti Smith back, I suppose. Rolling Stones, you know, young Rolling Stones when they were, when they were really good. But yeah, there's loads.
0: Um, do you have a hero or an idol?
1: I do get yeah, Carabelle. as my hero. <laughs> he's my local hero. And uh, my wife, Michelle, is another hero. Well, I suppose I have loads of heroes, but like like Michael D., our president, would be I think it's the only time I've ever voted for a politician that I really admired. Like I vote every election, but most of the time it's just because you have to vote. And Michael D would be a hero, definitely. David Putnam, I think, who's done the podcast with you guys, He's he's a. Great, uh, great man and a great addition to our community in Skibbereen. He does so much uh, really good work and he handed back his uh, lordship there re- last year, I think, to the UK. So it made him even a bigger hero in my eyes. Um, Roy Keane was a great hero when he was playing for Ireland. And there's loads, loads. Cara there is a great hero. Seriously, she's amazing. You're lucky to have her.
0: Um, what's your favourite motto?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that, Uh I, I don't know that, that. I don't know if I can remember it now. The Samuel Beckett one, where it's like, um, "Ever tried? Ever failed? No matter. Try again. Fail again. Fail better." Is that the correct yeah. quote? Yeah. So that's kind of that thing about don't be afraid to try things, and if it doesn't work out, try it again, and if it doesn't work out again, sure, so you know, try it again and keep trying. Especially in the arts, I think. Uh, like I have a friend who wrote. Um, he's a songwriter, and he's written hundreds and hundreds of songs and most of them 99% of them were like not successful you know but then he wrote one song that was covered by Dolly Parton and a couple of other big American artists covered his song uh, one of his songs on an album of theirs and that song has made him enough money to buy his house in Baltimore and to get a check every year so that's kind of an example that you know it mightn't work out the first time or even the first hundred times but not to give up I suppose would be a good motto keep trying get there in the end
0: and um is there any advice you would give to your teenage self
1: uh keep trying (laughs) i suppose as well the same the same advice not to be afraid to go for you know something if you really want to do something and it's your dream to do it don't let anyone stop you i suppose would be my advice and just go for it and it might take a year or it might take 20 years but yeah and just be honest with yourself i suppose follow your dreams would be my advice
0: thanks very much for coming declan
1: Right, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Okay, thanks.